Hi and welcome to another episode of Wine and Wisdom. I'm Thomas Lehuang and you're listening to the TL podcast where knowledge is shared and no one takes themselves too seriously. Oh, come on, the midterms are uh, elections, the, uh, oh, the, yeah. the, 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 the fact that the mask is about to come back in Queensland. Oh. <laughs> oh, is it? I didn't hear that one. Oh, we all oh, just got God. off the tennis court. I was just, we all just got <laughs> off the tennis court, clearly. So just, it's Wimbledon season. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Funny where these shirts because they're free. Let's wear white. Wear white. Must be a white day. What happened? I think, I think we're a bloody cold. Yeah, looks Good afternoon. white. How you doing, guys? How are we? Very How's well. Amazing. Not beer and wisdom, Cam. It's wine and wisdom, mate. Oh, I'm okay. sorry, mate. I got sprung. Just had a kicker. I always find it easier to deal with you if I got the beer goggles on beforehand, mate. <laughs> more than one, then, mate. <laughs> he's probably had six chris he's probably had six yeah let's, uh, let's, let's start with the wine no right so, so speaking of wine which genius looks at the weather forecast and says oh it's going to be 40 degrees for the rest of the week let's have a red you idiot so yeah, why are we drinking red wine no, but I, have, I have no problem my wine just just came out from the wine fridge so there's 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 no problem but... <laughs> Chris's garage would be stinking hot today. <laughs> it would be stinking hot today. So what was the deal? We yeah. had to have an Australian red with three grapes in it. Yes? Yeah, that's it. I'm oh, sorry, Correct. but it takes more than three grapes to fill a bottle. It takes like a whole bunch of grapes. <laughs> I was looking I for these really it, small bottles. It. Looking for these really small bottles of wine. You can find them anywhere, mate. Have you seen uh, the price of grapes lately, mate? Three of them. Exactly. <laughs> well, let's start with your wine then, Chris. Uh, it's, I've got this really small bottle of... No, I've got... Uh, <laughs> yeah. it's, um, it's from Wirra Wirra. It's the Clare Valley. It's called Church Block, 2015. Um, good little drop. I've had it before. Uh, it's got Cab Sav, Shiraz and Merlot. Um, and as everyone knows, the majority they go in order of the amount of grape that's in each bottle. So obviously, it's more uh, Cap Sav than Shiraz and then Miller. Uh, should be a good drop with the having the body of the Cap Sav, but the nice flavors of the Merlot and the um, to mellow it out and the pepperiness of the uh, Shiraz. You know, I hope it's more exciting. Vino. I hope it's. I hope it tastes more exciting than the label it looks is to look at, mate. That might be the most boring wine label I've ever seen in my life. Well, it, it does have one of the most boring institutions written on it, Church um, And so, you think with all the money, you think with all the money they got, they could spend a little bit more on. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway. All right, Ken. It does. Do you uh, guys, do you guys pick wine from labels? I, I I do. I have to admit, if the label doesn't excite me, I don't even touch it. I saw one today with Snoop Dogg on it. I thought, no. Oh. Then I thought it was 19 Crimes. I got an hour. 19 Crimes, yeah. Snoopy's. <laughs> hey, listen, on a, on a, well, same note, but completely different. If you're ever looking for a go-to for under 20 bucks, you can't go wrong with the 19 Crimes. Their Chardonnay is uh, outstanding. The, and the, Snoop Dogg, the Snoop Dogg blend is 
bloody beautiful. So, and I don't anyway. know if you've ever taken the time to do the interactive labels. You download this app, and it actually tells a story about the person that did the crime. That's on the label, and it's quite interesting. You can see it, and your phone comes a lot. It's quite good. Anyway, sorry. Did not know that. Okay. You all know what 19 crimes taste like because I had to buy 40 bottles of it down in Sutton Forest. <laughs> That's true. That's good. What, uh, what word did you say? Hey? What word did you say? Did what word didn't that? he say? <laughs> what word didn't he say, Chris? Was <laughs> Don't push it. Don't push it. <laughs> it's the $4,000 word. <laughs> you got to tell the 22nd to... Chris to get me to double up, mate, otherwise. <laughs> Chris, you see, that's that's not right to make jokes like this when it's your turn in two weeks. That's what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We're there to have a good time. That's all there is. I can't. I'm so happy that you two are paying for my anniversary. It's unbelievable. I, I was well, first I went, because we know you're a tight ass and Chris first I went, out if it wasn't for us. So. Uh, first I went, oh, shit, I've doubled up the dates. And then I went, Oh, this is going to go one of two ways. And then I brought Crystal in and I said, Oh, uh, our anniversary is on the 22nd. She said, Yeah, I know. Good on you. And I said, Yeah, we kind of booked for dinner for uh, um, Chris and Lou's punishment dinner. She goes, Yeah, I know. I said, On the 22nd. She goes, And I said, We're going to Mr. Wong. She goes, And we don't have to pay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yes, because yes, uh, they've got two weeks. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so we anyway. booked a hotel room, mate. And, uh, you guys are paying for dinner, so thank you very much. I appreciate it. Now, well. I didn't go a boring cab, tab, Merlot, any of that. I've got Torbeca. 2018, the steeding or the steading from the Barossa Valley, Torbreck. The grapes in this are Grenache, Shiraz, and one I've never heard of before, which is Mataro or Matero. I don't know what it is. I didn't look into it, but um, I've had it in the fridge for a couple of days because it's a horrible weather to be drinking a red wine. So. We, we've had that before. Have we? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I know you'd like, yeah, yeah, you'd like to. You're mm -hmm. on fire today, mate. You're I on like to, right. You like to excel at sure It's never the same bottle. Good. I'm so glad you turned up today. This is great. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be good fun. All right, Louise. <laughs> it's 20 past four. We've had a tour break before. Have we had okay. So yep. So this is the GSM Holy Trinity Grant Burge. We've had so that. So it's the Grenache Shiraz. And you might have to pronounce that one, Thomas. Mouvode. Mouvode. Yeah, very good. We've had that before too, haven't we? Drop. So 20, 2020 from the Barossa, um, the Holy Trinity. So uh, we'll see. I don't know much about it. I can't help you out much, but um, it's the first time I've actually, I think Other that I know that I've actually spirit. had wine with three different grapes. But, yeah. What do you know exactly. about the wine? What do you know about the wine? Trinity. Uh, well, not a whole lot, to be honest. <laughs> I, um, as I said, I haven't, um, I don't think I've had a wine with the three different grapes before, but when I went into the bottle and I said, I need an Australian red with three different grapes. And he said, the GSM. And I said, what is that? And he said, that's the three different grapes. And I said, that'll do me. Um, but yeah, 2020, it's the Barossa. He was the pioneer. So Grant Burge was a pioneer, 1865, I think it was. Um, but um, yeah, I don't know. It's going to be interesting because, as I said, I don't know that I've had a wine with the three different grapes before. What, year, what's the, what year is yours? 2020. 2020. Okay. Very oh, young. 
Uh, it's going to be rubbish. I, I have a totally different wine from 2003. <laughs> 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 but not 2019. It. You can see it. So I, it's not the same. It's not the same. Ah, okay. Well, yeah. I don't know. That's what I was expecting. I was relying on you, Lou. <laughs> Can, All I right. just, can I just interrupt for a second? Because we've got an anonymous viewer somewhere who may or may not have their anniversary dinner on the 22nd. He's just texted me and said, she's on a deathbed, mind you. I think she might have COVID or something. She's very unwell, this anonymous viewer. But don't let him stir you into swearing. Kiss, kiss, kiss. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know which him it is. I don't know to which him she might be referring. But... Yeah. Has to be Chris. Oh yes, yes, it has to be me. Well, she can't get out of bed, but she can still raise a hand. Yeah, really? Yeah, what happened? Much. Hey? So, what's happened? I don't know. I think I think personally, I don't think she's got COVID. But um, the test, the um, fake test, the rapid ones yeah. are saying negative, but. I had to shake her last night. The noises that were coming out of her, I had to check that she wasn't dying. I've seen some death scenes in four movies that sound very similar. So, um, mm. kids, mate, they were on the indie. Indie started getting a bit of a sniffle two days ago, and Crystal died like a ton of bricks last night. So, Not anyway, bad. don't let you drag me into swearing. Yes. I'm immune. I, I, won't, I won't get sick because I've got those super cells that don't. Well, apparently, apparently, from what I heard, was that uh, the bill normally will never stop a man like you from, swear, some, from swearing again on the podcast. I heard it from your wife. And and I, I think that your wife knows you very well. So the um, <laughs> I, I think that you probably won't let her down at some stage during this podcast. We'll see. Okay, we'll see. All right, so what's in the news? What is in the know. news? Did, did, any of you guys, did, did any of you guys watch The Block at all? No. Mm. Was, I didn't watch it. I watched. I did watch the auctions. I didn't watch the series and how they're still able to operate. I've got no idea, but I won't throw. Uh, let's not, but yeah, let's not throw uh, any steam to Crypto, or we might have one bloke with the initials. <laughs> oh yes, but, there's a bloke with the initials TP. Might come after us, mate, if we dare besmirch the fact that. Wow, that's one delicious. property. Yeah, it's one of reserve with a dummy bidder and nothing else sold. We wouldn't want to mention that out there, mate. All right. So. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit bit strange. It was just a bit sus, and I'm just I'm surprised that nothing's come out that there's no you know reporting being done to the fair trading about it at all or anything like that. So I just they'd be investigating, mate. They'd 100 be investigating for sure. You would think so, wouldn't you? You think so? Well, the same bloke with those initials initially started gloating, and now he's showing all behind the scenes footage of where he told people exactly what was going to happen to try and cover his ass, I believe. So, mm. Uh, mm. Um, you I don't know. It was a little bit, I thought it was a little bit out uh, out of left field, sort of, so to speak, when everyone else struggled to sort of sell that far apart, that much difference. And he didn't end up buying it. The guy that was driving the bid didn't end up buying it. I thought it was a little bit. Uh, Sass myself, but I just want to tell you what you take your life in your hands going on that show. I'm sure agents do it thinking they're going to get a lot of business out of it, but none of them came out looking any good on the like there was some that yeah, get look like absolute mugs by the TV editing and that sort of thing. Yeah, 
Marty Fox would be filthy. I think Damian Cooley would be absolutely filthy with the way he was portrayed. And, that, and whoever that poor bloke, well, not the poor bloke, if, if the editing is to believe the third auctioneer, what he did was just absolutely ridiculous. So, yeah. Um, it was, yeah, it wasn't great. But uh, many years, they've had many, many years of really successful auctions because the markets has been driving and interest rates have been so low. I think this is a byproduct of ex exactly what's happening with interest rates. Um, and you know we're going to see those shows i think have a longer a longer span in between each episode mm, mm, mm. Oh, it's probably done us a bit of a favor really because uh, i mean we've still got agents that are just pushing auction 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 like we're clearly not in an auction market right now um and we all know why they do it is to take the price away and i think it's going to help us that's the first thing that i thought anyway is hopefully some owners sitting out there now realize that auctions not always the best best method it's it's good for the agent who wants all the advertising but it's not great for the owner whose property if it doesn't sell or is you know um no one turns up it's if only you weren't sitting on a podcast with two auctioneers, Lou, that'd be... <laughs> I, disagree. I do disagree with that, Lou, but there is a place for auctions, absolutely, 100%. You're 100% right, there is a place. But I, place. I still think the process, I think the process is a very, very good process leading all the way up to the auction day. I, I'm not discounting the process at all. I'm just saying that... In my area, you completely. No, 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 no. What I said was a lot of agents are still pushing auction, and it's, it's not probably the right method in the market that we're in at the moment. And I'm talking from my area as well, so yeah. it's different well, time and place. People have to remember, though. People have to remember, though, is a, a good auctioneer can't turn a shit campaign, marketing campaign, into a good one just because he's there on the day of auction. Yes. However, a bad auctioneer throw up a good campaign. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And and that's something people have to understand. And I still think in this market, even though we've only got about 50% clearance rates, if I, was to, if I was to sell my home, it'd be going to auction. And not because it's what we do in the area, it's because I think it's the best method to use at the moment. But regardless, I'm, I'm, wrong. Own, I'm not in your area. I don't know what they do in the Central Coast, Cam. Are you auctioning a lot or mostly just listed for sale? What's the story? Uh, mate, I listen. I don't want to do you out of a job either, but I can't stand auctions in general. I, I think, I think we're, we're paid to negotiate, and I think if uh, four of us are bidding, and I know what you've bid, and I know what Lou's bid, and I know what TL's bid, and I've only got to beat you by a dollar, you'll never ever know how much money I've got in my pocket. I think our job is right to on. empty. I think our job is to empty people's wallets, as crude as that is. And the problem with an auction is you'll never, ever, you'll never ever know. So. Um, I've done them in the past. Sometimes I use them, to be honest, if the time on market blows out on in, in the market in general. I've used them in the past to hurry things up, but they've all sold prior to auction. I don't, I don't, that's the whole point of it. Um, but yeah, that's, there's people who live and die by auction, so I'm not going to go too hard on it. It's just not my choice, not my that's choice if I've had a game. That's all. Yeah. Gun to your head to hell, probably true to your auction. You're oh, selling your. If, if I was to sell my house? Yeah. Private trading. But if I was to buy a house, I'd love auction because <laughs> yeah. I, they, I, never get to spend, I never get to spend everything I have. That's for sure. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I I love that. I love that because you, if you're a good buyer at an auction, 
You just have to scare the crap out of the other buyers. You do it properly. You never have to spend everything you have. Mm-hmm. They go up five. They, they go up five dollars. You go twenty-five thousand, mm-hmm. and 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 they go up another five dollars. You go another twenty-five, and then it's finished. There's they, they go. Uh, this guy's got too much money. Mm-hmm. And didn't they, the block prove that? Didn't the block prove that? You had a bloke buy three of the houses, so clearly he didn't spend all his money on the first house. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Proved he had another eight million dollars in his pocket, so at least. Yeah. Anyway, unfortunately, though, uh, the reason I say if I was a buyer, I'd use that because in private treaty, I think that there's sometimes wrong agents lying about offers and lying about how they take offers. So as a buyer, I I love to see the offers on the floor because I know right there's one there, there's one here, and now I have to work those two buyers, you know. Mm, mm, mm. So, so at least you can see it. Uh, sometimes bad agents in the treaty will come back and say to you, no, they're not accepting it. But then what would they accept? You don't even know. Mm. And, and, and you don't even know whether they've gone to the seller. That's the problem. True. Yeah. Right? That, there's a software that came out. Uh, it was an open negotiation or, or I can't uh, I don't want to plug another business, but there's some software now that tries to do that where everyone can just enter offers and counter offers are entered and everyone can see it. I don't think that's the go either. I mean, what what exactly are you hiring your agent for if we're just running the negotiation by computer software? I don't to run the app. Hey? To run the app. Well, you don't even have to have an account, right? <laughs> well, I mean, that, that's ultimate transparency, but that takes all the nuance out of a negotiation, doesn't it? It's yeah. Not, it, there's, exactly. there's a lot of there's a lot of nuance in, in what we do as much as people don't want to believe that there, there is. Um, so mm. all very interesting. All right. News? Now what's let, 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 let's move away from the news. We've been running around too long for oh, this one. Here. We have upset because we didn't get to talk about Donald Trump. He hates Donald Trump. We didn't get to talk about him. So he's filthy, but that's all right. Love the Trump. All right. What are we talking about today? What do people want from their leaders in 2023? So by people, I'm guessing we're meaning staff. Oh no, it's it's staff. Uh, it whatever you want. Mm. All right. So well, who's going to be first? Is it politicians? Is it is it? Well, actually, I'm just looking at all the things I've written down. You can probably attribute it to politics as well. So what do I want from a prime minister? Probably the same thing that people want from their bosses. No, no, no. We're going to stick to selling, right? And we're going to stick to, uh, to real estate sales. So let's let's get in there. So what okay. do you reckon the, uh, they want? Well, I, I, I'm going to tell you, <laughs> before we get into the serious stuff, I tried to do some research. <laughs> oh, so I asked my team, right, and, and God love them, they all said, oh, we wouldn't change a thing. And then half-jokingly one said, oh, shorter hours, more pay. And another one said, oh, three-day work week or a four-day work week. And, you know, with every joke, there's a, there's an element of truth to it. And I went, I'd had way too much caffeine, so they caught me at a bad time. <laughs> I said, righto, you've got it. And they said, what? I said, you've got it. You're in real estate. You want shorter hours and more pay, sell another house. You want a three-day week, hit your target in three days, you can go home for the rest of the month. The funny thing is, I think everything a staff member would say they want, they could probably have just by their own, if you're in real estate, you have the vehicle to have the shortest work weeks on the planet if you really want it. And you can have the most pay on the planet if you really want it. 
but you can't have it for free. So I just laughed and laughed and laughed. And what you guys don't even realise that you're sitting in a spot where you could have exactly that. Mm. Exactly that. So that made me laugh. But on a serious note, I, my, my number one was, I know we've debated this on the past before, in 2023 and in 2022 and for 100 years, people have wanted a leader to lead from the front. I don't think that changes next year. I think as much as you know, we, we're working on remote leadership and all that sort of stuff, and lead from the front doesn't necessarily have to mean results, but if you want your team to fulfill their potential and do what you expect of them or want of them, then you better be doing exactly what you're asking them to do, which is, it can be values, it can be culture, it can be results, it can be whatever. The, I'm seeing it still and I'm seeing it more and you'll get it more with the younger generations that we're leaving. If, if someone's talking BS in front of them and they know that when you go home, you're not the person you're purporting to be in the office, then you're dead, you're gone and uh, your team will follow. So number one for me is still lead from the front. What about you, Lou? Um, I think, I think um, what people want in their leaders in 2023 is to, for us to provide a, you know, a, a purpose and a, and, a, and a caring for our um, employees and to, um, I think going forward, we all need to possess a whole new set of skills and mindset because the world has changed and I don't, disagree cam that we do have to lead by example but i don't think we necessarily have to lead at, um at the front i think what we need to do is possibly be more well, we've hated it in the past you're so wrong sorry <laughs> we need everything is from the front you need to be first leaders um, go leaders go first mate that's why i knew well, i was trying to think of who we had this barney with last time and it, it was, was me it was yeah, me it was, <laughs> it was me but but we need to, I think it goes a lot deeper than just, when you say leading from the front camp, to me, I just think figures. And What's your future, fault? But, but future leaders, culture, what, values, what, everything. what people want in future leaders camp probably has nothing to do with dollars, in my opinion. I think people want to be empowered, inspired. I think people want humility. I think people want somebody who's going to help them grow in all areas, not just financially, but spiritually, mentally. Um, I think they want to be, feel like they belong to something. I, I think- Nothing to do with leading from the front, Lou. I've got a, those, half of those things I've got listed in, in separate but, areas. But, but what I'm like, saying is- You'll have to go first. Yeah, but, but what I'm saying is, Cam, when you say number one for me is lead from the front, I hear a lot of just dollars in that. I don't- no, hear... I, don't think, I don't think that Cam said dollars. No, I said but it can be results, I said, but it's also culture, it's values, it's everything else. Yeah, I said, yeah. What I said, Lou, is if you go to the office and purport to be something and you go home and you're something completely different, you're dead, you're gone. That's what I said. I never yeah. even mentioned a dollar figure. Yes. Calm down, calm down, Cam, calm down. You're too close to the 4,000. You're too close to the 4,000. Keep going, Cam. Keep going. Go, you good thing. Go. I'm not going to swear, but if you don't, if you think... If you think, Lou, for one minute people are going to give you any respect or follow you if you're not leading, good luck. You're gone. In whatever aspect it is. In whatever aspect it is. But you need to be leading in in a lot of aspects, Cam. So you need to lead in everything. From the said, that's what he said. Yeah. That's what he said. And that, you know, it comes down very similar to what I said as my first one. I had three things. The first one was, can, can I trust you? Was the, the people will ask, can I trust my leader? 
And yep. I think that's going to come down to the little things that aren't done are going to erode trust. We'll destroy that trust slowly. Um, allowing things to go unchecked within the office will also destroy that trust. Mm. Um, um, I think also people being disorganised, leaders be, being disorganised will destroy that trust, leading from the front. Mm. But that's sort of very linked to that leading from the front. It's not all just the, the dollars. Um, and I think another thing is leading from the front is being able to take feedback. Because when, like, often a lot of a lot of leaders will give it, but won't they put up a wall when they they have to receive it? Um, yeah. So I think too, though, like we were very quick and I got defensive to discount dollars too. If you're in trouble, we're in a tough real estate market at the moment, right? Mm -hmm. So if you're a business that's struggling and hasn't put any dollars on the board for a little while, or things are getting tight, and you're just going into the office and telling everyone else to do something about it, and you're not doing something about it yourself, you're shot. And in that case, that's why results is on, I've got results, culture, values, all of it. Because there are times where, regardless of whether you think you have to or not, if you're going to go in and tell people, look, market's tough, guys, we've got to tighten your belts, you know, if... If things don't change, you're going to lose your job. But you don't get on the phone and try and find a frigging house to sell. And I said the other F word, not that word. Um, it was close on it. Just dangle the carrot there. I don't, I, I don't know, man. I, I, you're getting close, man. You're getting close. <laughs> I was getting passionate, as my wife says. I'll swear when I'm passionate. Getting passionate, yeah. If you're not willing to jump on the phones yourself, but you expect someone else to, again, good luck to you. Yeah. No. yeah, yeah, I probably uh, agreed with with Gab. So let's not push it. I think um, he didn't say it was by the dollars, but if mm. need be, if the the business is going bad, you have to. Mm -hmm. um, however, uh, I, I think that uh, by example is a is probably a better word yep. rather than just from the front. But it's I understand. You know, there's different meaning. Mm. What about you, uh, Chris? So you said you said trust. But are you saying trust from leading by example, or is that one of absolutely. your? Oh no, absolutely. I think leading by example, like you said, is has so many you know branches off it. Um, but there are so many things in that. You can't ask someone to rock up to work on time and kick off at you know at the right time if you're on forever late. And it's just the little things that that sort of shit will erode trust. Will erode that belief in you um, as a leader, uh, you, you, ne you need to be doing it. You need to be leading by example, you know, mm. um, leading from the front. It's a necessity. It's a necessity. Mm. 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 Too, too many who can't wrap their heads around it. That's a, every, every example is, well, monkey see, monkey do, right? You see too many turning up at 10 o'clock and going home at three and then wondering why their team's falling apart and all that sort of stuff. And then that, and they go, oh, it's nothing to do with leading from the front. What, what, a, load of, what a load of crap. But it's, it's mm. exactly that. Mm. Yeah. I think a big one going forward is leaders need emotional intelligence and they need to be able to deal with people and engage with people at all levels. I think that's a big one as well. Um, I think that we talk a lot about the NGE stuff and in order for us to be able to help our people deal with their NGE, we first have to deal with our own. And I think we can only help on an exterior exterior level of those that are around us if we've done the inside work ourselves. you know, because you've got to be able to understand why people do what they do and feel the way that they do. And I think that's a big, big one um, because... 
I still think people can understand. I think people can understand how people are are feeling have very good emotional intelligence, but still not have themselves sorted out. Uh, I don't think it's necessarily to be a good but how leader. Do you lead, how do you lead by example then if you haven't sorted yourself out and you can sit there and go, oh, I know what's wrong with you. You just don't feel good enough. I'm not saying I know what's wrong with someone. What I'm saying is what's wrong with me, what maybe my issues may not be someone else's issues. They might not we're be. Talking about, we're talking about what people want from us, not what we yeah. know. We know We know behind the scenes we need to be doing that stuff. But when you're... People are sitting in the office. What are they thinking they want from us? They're probably not sitting there going, I wish he had more emotional intelligence, right? And I wish he worked on himself more. I don't know. Like, they, no, but if they you don't know that's what they mean. But if you don't have emotional intelligence, Cam, maybe they're not sitting there thinking those exact words, but maybe they're sitting there going, gee, I wish they appreciated me a bit more. I wish that they respected me a bit more. I wish they could see from my point of view or from where I'm sitting or from my circumstances, why I can or can't do some of the things that they want me to do. What yeah. I mean, they may not be thinking those exact words, emotional intelligence, but they'd be thinking, I wish that person was more in tune with like emotions, I suppose. That maybe. comes under my, my third one, Lou, is very similar to what you just said. It's gone, people want to know, do you care, are they, does, does the leader care about them? And that's what they want to know. Do, do you care about me? But it doesn't. It's not a big thing to do that. Um, we had we had we're privileged at one of the Wisebury Foundations to have the coach of the Rabbitohs there, um, Wayne Bennett, right? Yeah. And the way the boys spoke about him and the way he spoke is, he was almost like a father figure, not a coach to a lot of them. Yeah. And it, it's just the small checkups with people, small and constant checkups. They don't have to be long-winded. Small checkups. Um, remember the small things about them. Mm. Uh, I think another one with people is you need to be flexible, but not soft. And, and when I say flexible, but not soft, is I liken it to sort of the shaft of a golf club. It's very flexible, but that when it hits that ball, that ball goes, the ball flies. Mm. Um, but it's it's not a soft shaft, but it's flexible. Have we jumped into something else now? We've gone from giving a shit to being a golf club. Is this a new topic? Oh, shut up. And um, I'm just checking, mate. I'm trying to keep up. I think people want to, People want to, majority, I won't say all, there are some that just are happy in their lot, but I think the majority want want to grow within themselves and become a better person within training, within their skill and within their own right. That's um, right. As on the, on the emotional intelligence level, I think as leaders, I think that's what people want from their leaders. That's mm. one of the things people want. People um, want to be empowered, Chris, and I think that's where some leaders go wrong. They think their power comes from leading by title but their power comes from how well they empower everybody else around them you know and the leader that wants to say i'm a leader and be at the front and and not at the front but what i mean is on the top all the time and be recognized for this is me and i did that and i listed that and i sold that that person's probably leading the wrong yes you you're making money and you're doing getting results but the people want to be empowered in a lot of other areas as well but they want to rise above and be at that level if not better and so sometimes we've got to look at that and go well hang on maybe i need to spend more time with them and on them as opposed to on myself as well you know we need to look at that people want to be inspired and empowered and um yeah it's i, I don't think all all people are majority may but i don't think all of our employees do they a lot of them it's just a, a job I think there's a lot of people out there in real estate, unfortunately, it's just a job. Um, and it's not unfortunate, it's where they're at. Yeah, but, but that's right. But, but, but well, 
It doesn't have to be important because we can see, I have this battle, you know, all the time, just because we can see the potential in someone or the potential in the industry, like I said before, they're, they're sitting on whatever they want in lot, which is the crazy thing about it. But if they're treating it as a job, we've got to meet them where they're at. I think I think that's part. Of, I mean, we can add that to the list, or it can be a different, a different part of that list. We got to meet people where they're at, not expect them to meet us where we're at. But that's yeah. why that's why I go back, Cam. To that's a good point, Cam. Well, say that's unfortunately they're treating it as a job. That's that's on them. That's all right. Meet them where they're at. They want a job. We'll give them a job. But that's exactly the point why I said that we need people want leaders with emotional intelligence and be able to deal with people at all levels because yeah but Lou, the problem i have the problem i have is not with emotional intelligence the problem i have is with i know a lot of leaders right and the minute you say a technical complicated word that sounds like hard work they're going to disappear so emotional intelligence i mean one of the quotes i got from one of the staff was i just want someone who gives a shit so everyone can understand gives a shit doesn't sound like hard work mate all you got to do for your staff is give a shit right that's much easier if we if we umbrella it in we already know mate we've already been sitting in rooms with people for copious amounts of years who hear all they hear is oh that's hard work i've got to change but that's hard work so let's dumb it down hmm. all right meet people where they're at not expect them to meet you where you're at give a shit hmm. lead from the front what else have we got that that can be easy to understand and doesn't sound like hard work for people because heaven forbid we do any hard work all right like Take less of the credit and more of the blame. Yeah. Oh, that sounds like hard work. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you stuff? But again, I don't, I don't want to keep dragging this back until you will cut me off if I am. The, the topic is what do people want from us? They that's want the right. latest to take less of saying, the credit and more of the blame. Yeah, that's right. I, I agree with you, Chris. And I think, and I go back oh, to... Oh, people out there blaming them staff? Is that what we're saying? Is that? I think a lot of people do. A lot of people see the results down and... Like you said before, they're not rolling up their sleeves and making the phone calls. They're because that's the not hard work, is more. it? That's easy. That's easy to do that. And if you're saying people don't want hard work, but I think no, to I'm paying for leaders because all these leaders are here and they say, "Oh, all these staff want this." Well, I, I pay them, so blah blah blah, right? I just wanted, I just want a dumb, simple list because yeah, I'm a I'm a simple person, right? So mm -hmm. less of the credit, more of the blame. Mm -hmm. uh, more of the credit, less of the blame. What was it? Take less of the credit, but more of the blame. Mm. See, oh, you've been very quiet. I know you're going to say, oh, I was just listening. What? I was listening. <laughs> <laughs> nice shirt. No, because because there's a lot there's a lot of things that you guys said that I have got on my list, but I, I think that we need we 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 jumping around a lot. Jumping of, too much, yeah. So mm. I think that the first one we did was lead by example. Uh, and my example can be from the front mm -hmm. or can be, um, what is it? By, um, uh, what is it? By being in the uh, trenches with them mm -hmm. or by setting an, an example in a different field. So it, it can be all of that. Mm. I think that we, we've spoken about whether they can trust us so it's, and I think the trust element is a different thing. So, for example, I believe that trust is is very much a one way first. They can't trust us if behind their back we abuse them, we criticize them. Yeah. You know. So I, I think that there's more about that. Um, yeah. So I, I think that in 2023. 
people want to work alongside someone who fully cares about them. We, we spoke about the care, but we need to develop that, guys. Yep. I, I'm going to start with the fact that with care, they, the market's going bad. In, in 23, people don't want to work alongside a leader who gives them a warning letter every month. Yep. So that is not care. Mm-mm. Right? No. Care is to foster an environment where people can win. Care is not about having the threat of a gun behind their head. Mm. People are working hard. If they're not working hard, they shouldn't be there. Exactly. Right? But you can't have good people be there with a gun at the back of their head. That is not care. Mm. So what is a, an example of care that you guys can think of or not care? Because I think it's going to be a big one next year. I, I, I think... Going back to what you, Chris, said, and I and I raised it in a podcast a month or so ago, and about the Wayne Bennett thing. I think the way, the best way in which we can show care is in the small moments every day. And when you have conversations with your staff, like Wayne did with Mark Nichols, and he and he talked about his shopping trip, and then he brought that up six weeks later, and Wayne showed that I was listening. I cared. I. I took the time to understand and listen to what you were telling me and to replay that back to him mark and mark that's the whole point mark was trying to make was in that moment i felt like the guy really cared about me because he took the time and i think we've got lots of opportunities in the day to build these moments of connection and show people that we do care but sometimes we get bogged down on the big the big things and and we skip these little moments where we can build that how's your family how does your wife's appointment go did your did your husband's pass that exam or medical or for his new job did your kids graduate today these are the moments where we build that trust and they know that we care because people don't care how much we know until they know how much we care and that's what we've got to show them that we can build these little little um it's like cookies in the jar we can we can create these moments by showing them that we care about not just them as the salesperson who works for us and gets paid but them and their family and everybody in it and every everything that they've brought up, you know, and that's how you know when you're showing trust and care, I think, is when they start asking you the same things and telling you about their personal lives. There's a lot of leaders that don't know diddly squat about their staff, and that's a sad thing. I think that's a big one. We need to not miss those little opportunities to build trust and connection. Well, I think, I think care can be... <clears throat> We talk, we talk about trust. If we tell people, and I've already said it a couple of times on this podcast, the world is at your feet in real estate, right? Mm. Caring would be showing them that. To build the trust, they've got to get a win, right? They, you've got to give them a check at the end of their first quarter or whatever it is. If you really care about someone, you will help them get that win, not just tell them to go out and get that win. I think that's, I think that's a form of care. Yes, Lou, it's results-based, and yes, it's money-based, but... If you're not in real estate for the money, you probably shouldn't be in real estate because it's a it's a bastard of a job a lot of the time if you're not getting paid. Mm-hmm. So caring would be helping them get that win. Mm. Right? Yeah, yeah. I, right. I, I, you can ask them how their day is going. You can care about their family all they want. But if at the end of the quarter they're not taking home a check, like your care for them can only go so far. It doesn't help them put food on the table. So how, so how do you uh, help someone... To go home and give a check. Well, one of the things that surprised me today when I asked myself the question was one of the things they raised is I'd, I'd like 
it'd be harder on results. I'd like more accountability. Chuck the hell out of me. Nearly fell off my, my one leg that I can walk at at the moment. Like, and, and, and as leaders, well, as leaders or as me, I've been burned in the past by holding people accountable. Yeah, you want to hold someone accountable, but the minute you mention maybe they could be doing more or vice versa, it all goes pear-shaped, right? It's the end of the world because of the different people that we're dealing with. But you need, you're actually caring for, we talk about market reviews and that's caring for the vendor by doing the right thing. I think you're caring for your staff by holding them accountable to results. It can't all be hugs and kisses. Mm. I think that's care. Holding them, holding the system, running the system properly would be care. They might not see that. They might not understand that because they, they haven't seen the book, but run the system is a form of care. They, they may not realise it. Holding them accountable to their results, you're doing it for them. As much as you're doing it for the business, you're doing it for them. Mm. I, I think that's that's a way that... Because the minute you say a word like care, it, it tends to go to... You know, it's going to be a very broad term... But the kumbaya stuff, right? That's that's care. And yes, I 100% agree, okay? Yeah. 100% agree. But I also said a little while ago, I think I went too far into the kumbaya stuff and I wasn't caring enough for the people by holding them accountable to the system because that's how they're going to get wins. Mm, mm. Yeah. But hey, I think, Cam, too... Hey, sorry. That's right, go on, Luke. I was just going to say, like, people are... Ultimately, at the end of the day, people are going to make up their own decisions about whether they think we care or not and guiding them in the results department is great but i think for them to understand and know that we care is to know is, is to be able in those little moments of interaction about not just work but their family and, and everything didn't else. argue with that Luke. you can go too far the other way in, no, in I know, but I'm just, I'm, I'm not, and yeah. I'm not arguing with you now. I'm just saying that ultimately, at the end of the day, people are going to make their own decisions about whether they think we care or not. But I think we can go a long way in showing them how much we care if we truly care by being interested in them and those around them and not just their results. Yeah, I think that both, I think that both of you are right. So let's not, let's not even argue. Yeah. So there's an element of care about people's private life. And yep. there's an element of care to make sure that people go home with money. So, money, so yeah. I think that you guys are arguing about two very. I wasn't trying to argue. I was just saying it was an element. <laughs> let's let's continue about the care. You know, um, Chris, so I, I said already about the care of not uh, threatening people. I, mm. I I also believe I just finished, as you know, three days of uh, recruit training. Yep. And. I, I could see some of the people in there who would do very well, but they because they are different level in, in their growth with different NGE in them, some I could really hit. Uh, I, I had a, a young guy in there, uh, Thomas, and I gave it to him, no problem. I had a young guy in there, I would say, uh, Jordan, if I had to give him as hard, I would break him. Mm. And so as a leader, I think you have to, if, if you're going to care, you've got to have to really know how to, and this is when I go back to agreeing with Louise EQ, you have to have that ability to read situation differently in each person. Yeah. And a guy like Jordan, if, if you are threatening him all the time, you're going to break the guy. I've never, actually, by the way, he was my pick out of the, the entire group uh, over the three wow. days. And, and, and to me, he, he's a champion. That, that guy's got blood of champion from where he came from to what he was showing me. And all I was thinking is, 
Oh man, I, I'll, give, I'll give it to you. Like for example, he received a book, the NGE book from his leaders and he hasn't read. So I, I knew his NGE is pretty heavy on him. So saying to him, you're an idiot, you're not the reader, you'll never be successful. I was never going to get the best out of him. Mm. I made fun out of him. I said that he probably gonna spend more money than me in, in, in our lifetime on toilet paper and I probably spend more on books. And we can we will see that when when I'm in my 90s we meet, and and he, he had a bit of a laugh. And then I said to him, Do you know what? <laughs> I, you received the book for free, right? He said, Yeah. I said, I'll give you ten bucks. So you're gonna make ten dollars. I just get the book back from you. Saying you make ten bucks. And he said, No, no, I'm gonna read it now. Why? Because I played with him. I, I had fun with him. I called him Sorbent. And and afterwards, I actually said, I, I I'm I'm sorry. I should not have insulted Sorbent. <laughs> but this the kid responded to that and it takes enormous amount of eq i don't believe you can care unless you have eq yeah so that is my my point if you want to care you have to have the eq you have to have it and even us the four of us here we, we're having podcasts and some people have the podcast i won't say who it is but if you ask him he'll tell you we we, we he's we spend the time, if he has a point, he has to just hit the point. Why? Because he must win the point. And to me, sometimes that shows a lack of care. And I'm thinking, what if he does that with the team? Yeah, so where, for example, uh, I, I look at Lou and, and some, some of the things that you say, and, and yes, you, you try to balance the point, even if, if, if you know that you know, maybe you're on a losing point, you try to still come back. And, and I'm going... She's using EQ to balance back and forth. Now, it's it's not a, a, a criticism because I, I probably have a very low level of EQ and, and, and very low level of care among the four of us here. But I, but I have to say it is the, the job of a leader to have that. Otherwise, you can't lead, especially in 2023. I think the, the world of small real estate business is going to change dramatically. Mm. Big mm. businesses that are treating people like crap are going to lose people in growth because mm. they're going to look for the guys that can actually sit down with them and really care. And I just looked up the definition of care. It's about feeling concern, showing interest. Mm. Mm. Right? So feeling concern can be about their income. So cares, right? Helping with the, the bonus and, and the check. And, but it could be about something that's happened at home. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And I think too, going back a little bit to last week's podcast as well, um, with I know I got a bit emotional and whatever and said what I said, but I really needed to say that. But thinking about this topic this week is, and I had a, and I have to say it was a pretty amazing conversation with a particular leader within our group, which I never thought I'd hear the words come out of his mouth. But he said to me, Lou, I realize now the mistakes that I've made by treating everybody equal in terms of you're just a salesperson, so you do what I say and this is how you do it. But listening to what you said, I realized that if you're a woman and you're in sales, but you're also a mum, you've got to remember, mum will always come first. So if you treat that person as a salesperson, if you allow her to do her job, but be a mum, you're gonna get better results than you've ever dreamed of. But if you treat her as a salesperson first and and almost not allow her to fulfill her mum duty, you're not gonna get very good results. 
So there's a balance there and going forward, future leaders need to understand if you want good salespeople and women are good salespeople, you've got to allow your mind to change in how people work and, and what pe different people require. And I'm not saying that we need more time off or anything like that, because it's quite the opposite. I think what, what leaders need to, what, what people want from their leaders is to, to be able to almost do both roles equally and you'll get what you want, which is performing people with the right um, attitude. Yeah, but but care also means holding them accountable. This is where yeah, absolutely because if you don't care, then you don't have to hold people accountable. If I didn't care about my kids, I'd let them do whatever they want. I never tell them off. So mm. holding people accountable is also part of care. It's not that you, yes. you don't care. Okay, so yes, yes. I think that we agree there. Right. Is there anything else about care? I think sometimes we we, we look over the part that is it, and it's an unfortunate unfortunate part of our job is some people just aren't fit for real estate and they they want to have a go and they come in and so forth. I think holding on to the wrong people is the wrong thing because you're not doing them any favors. You're not letting them go, and yeah. you know what? They might go back to another real estate agency and fail and fail and time and time again. But I think holding on to the wrong people is not showing um, a sense of care because. If they're not going to be able to do it straight away, I, I don't believe a lot of them, and you know it, and we, we know in our careers, we've met enough people to say, you know what, maybe real estate's not your your gig. Maybe, I don't know, something else. But uh, I think so. That's one uh, point that's very hard to do, but it's an essential part of um, looking after people. Mm, mm, that's good. I think it's a lack of... Not, as you say, Chris, you got to let go of the wrong people if you know in yourself that they're not the right person because holding on to those people, you're actually showing a lack of care for the rest of the team as well because you know that they're not the right person and the team's going, why are you doing this? Like, what are you doing? Look, the, the, when I was looking into this, I looked up, um, I thought about the Anthony Robbins, the six human needs, and the first two are love, connection and significance. And a new staff member or an older staff member or whichever it may be, if they've got connection with you and you're showing a bit, bit of significance about whether it's one-on-one -on -one lunches or having them over your place or whatever it may be, or being interested in their family, that's two of the six that you need to sort of engage to have a, a very a loyal uh, staff member. Mm. So I think it's not that as difficult as everyone says. Like Cam says, keep it simple, stupid. Um, the kids principle is just think about that. Just connect and give them a bit of significance. Yeah, but sometimes I find it, it's also hard. I mean, I, I obviously meet with a lot of leaders and talk, and sometimes they, their own NGE is a problem. For example, they have money money NGE. They, there's always the fear of lack. And so when they sit down and they see a sales team a member not turning up at the office early enough, something in them goes off. Sometimes I also see leaders who are uh, who are having issues at home and then they have to take it on the staff. I think it's a lack of care. Uh, I see also sometimes leaders who um, feel that like they bullied at home, so they have to go and bully the workplace. I mean, I, I've seen all these kind of stuff. So mm -hmm. leaders must have the ability to really recognize what is holding me back and I'm, I'm going to have to work on that. You know, mm, mm, yeah. I, I, I mean, what is it? Uh, I've worked in 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 um, with an office a long, long time ago where the, the the husband was under the thumb of his wife, 
And mm. whatever she said, he had to do. Mm. And, and I, I still remember, I said to, I said to that leader, you guys are going to lose the entire team. And lo and behold, a few years later, they lost everything. And, and, and again, I, there's nothing I can stop because I, when I leave the room, the leader goes back to doing whatever their partner's telling them. And, and, and even if I said to them, you're married to your partner, keep your partner away from the business because mm-hmm. the business needs you. Yeah. You can't dance with the business and then dance with the partner at the same time and then use your business as the punching ball because you can't keep your partners away. Mm-hmm. And, and you can't stop it. The partner also had her own NGE, mm-hmm. her own pain in her life. And so her, the partner was using her husband as a punching bag. And, and this is the problem. We... If we are going to really run a team, we're going to have to understand we have in our element of care, we have our spouse, our family, and, and we have our team. Mm. And all three eyes important in our life. And in 23, it's going to be even more important. Good point. I had number two on my list. I think that the generation we're dealing with now has a huge sense of justice. So, so Number two on my list, and I just want to ask, does it fit under care still? It was, they want to be treated fairly. Mm. So the first point I had was they want to be treated as a person, not a pawn. That's probably care. But I think the second point is, is it could be care, but it could be separate. I want to be looked after first, not last. And I don't think that's a care. Yes, it could be thrown under care, but there's too many people in the market we're coming into will start running a uh, out of money and, and cut off everyone else's paycheck before they cut their own. And while broadly that could be care, mm. I think fairness, uh, people want to be treated fairly. You only got to see what happens in the world at the moment. The, the minute that the world thinks something's unfair, there's protests and there's all sorts of stuff and it, it's about fairness. So mm. I don't know if fairness and careness are the same thing, but they want to be treated fairly. I don't, I don't think they need to be, I don't think, although we give, we give, it's easy to think that they want too much for too little. I think most people just want to be treated fair and have, yeah. and have a big sense of what fairness and justice is. is no, I think fa- fairness can stand on its own, okay? I think it's a very good point. Yeah. And I think that you put in fairness the fact that leaders must put them first and therefore leaders must eat last. Yeah. I think that in 23 is going to happen because the market we're coming into is a tough one. Mm. And people remember that. When it's in a tough market, they look at how they're being treated. And that's when they question themselves. If I'm treated like this, mm. right, when, when, when I need to be protected in this market, who am I here? I've got no future here. And so suddenly they walk. And we know already how hard it is to find someone. I believe that the energy should be spent on retention. And yeah. so it's, it should be in 23 the, all of our energy must be on what can we do to retain. Mm. Problem is, I tell many of us, many of us, and I'll say us because we're all leaders and we're all we're all owners and we all pay wages. Well, I pay them, so in return I get this, and that's the idea of fairness. What's the? Let me ask you this: What's the staff members' version of fairness? Because I don't, they don't see. I pay you, so I will give you, you. You pay me, so I will give you this. What, what's their definition of fairness? Dumbing well, it down, dumbing it down for the leaders. 
who don't understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think that fairness is very simple. It's one-on-one list. Whatever is on one-on-one list, I expect, I discuss with you. That's what I expect. That's it. There's, there's nothing else. That, and again, we, we, we're going around the circle, but, but let's put it on, on to the fairness. Uh, Chris said it. If a leader turns up at 10, but he berates everyone because they're not there at 8, that's not fair. Yeah. Mm. This, but that's also not leading by example. So the, 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 that's... Crossover, I get it, but yeah. people well, go... Oh, I think that it's a broad kind of term, but uh, people are, are willing to do the hard work. I, I, I'm really trying to get our leaders to understand we mm. don't have to treat people on the clock. They don't have to clock in at 8.30. They don't have yeah. to go home at 9 o'clock at night. Mm. I really believe that our salespeople should come when they want to come. Mm. They should go home whenever they want to go. But mm. we'll have the one-on-one. Mm. And the one-on-one is the result that you said to me should be there. I, th- I, 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 I think with um, fairness as well, Cam, I think one of the big things is, and I'm going to say a big, big swear word that you all, except Thomas, don't like, and it doesn't start with F, but it starts with Brene Brown. Um, one of the. What do you mean, except Thomas? Are you sure you what he Thomas says? Thomas likes Brene Thomas. Brown. Thomas, I hear a lot of Brene Brown in Thomas. But anyway. Oh, Jesus. One of the God. things that she says, one of the things that she says, and it's very simple, stupid, so it's going to fit nicely in your don't make it too hard basket. You've already made it too hard, mate. You've made Brene Brown. I don't understand. No, no, no. no. One of the things she says is clear is kind and unclear is unkind. And I think when we're dealing with our people, we need to be clear with them. And if we feel a certain way or think a certain way, we need to be clear with them because dancing around the edges and not, you know, saying what we want to say around in a roundabout way and being a little bit unclear about our intention or what we're trying to get to is not kind. And people just want fairness and kindness. And I think we can be very much, just by making ourselves clear and our intentions clear, we can be very kind in that regard because it's so simple and it fits nicely in your not too hard basket. Just keep it clear and people see kindness in that. When you're unclear and you start changing the rules or the goalposts or this or that, that's that's, unclear is unkind. And so, you know, and that's authenticity as well. So I don't know how that fits in the fairness basket, but I think it does. <laughs> you say kindness the, and fairness, so it doesn't. Fit it. Louise, the only reason, the only reason the Brody Brown is not really like, Brody Brown could be equated to EQ. Yes. So when you say Brody Brown, the people with low EQ will argue with you. That's <laughs> no, a, that's a load of crap. Listen, I've been biting my tongue, but point of order on your point before, Thomas. We've got more EQ than the universe can handle in the other two people on this podcast. So if someone can't raise an IQ point to try and balance that out, then what's the point? You know for a fact that a lot of my stuff is done on EQ. So don't spin stories on here, your little web, and make Lou feel good about herself. (laughs) It's all about hugs and kisses. Someone's got to occasionally point out that the world won't survive on hugs and kisses, all right? I I disagree. I I haven't seen too much of your EQ. Sorry, I'm close. I believe Chris Chris said to me one day, you need to be more EQ, and you interrupted him and said, no, I believe Cam's very EQ, Chris. So uh, Sometimes I do lie to to make sure. (laughs) (laughs) 
Lie, lying to, to make sure that other people can live with themselves, it's okay. I think part of it, mate, I, I, and everyone might have realised this, I think part of the problem is we're heading to a world where everyone thinks we can survive on hugs and kisses. And while it's very important and love is the most important thing in the world. 22nd of I, November, baby, the 22nd of November. Love doesn't make all the wheels turn. And that's that's the only point I try and raise occasionally so yeah. we don't get, you know, lost with on a hippie drum and... and um, in Byron Bay somewhere, thinking love is love is all there is. Yeah, love is all there is. I had on my list people in 2023 and probably right now they want to plan for in capital letters them, not just you. They want to. You know, I've said before some people, some people are happy having a job, Chris, but some people want to know there's a chance of progression and see the plan for progression and know that they're actually going somewhere. Right. Yep. If someone starts and says, and they're in a junior role and says, I want to be a salesperson one day, you sure as shit better show them how they got to get there mm. and, give them, and give them the steps they've got to take to get there. If someone says, I want to manage one day, you better sure as shit show that salesperson what boxes they've got to tick to do it. And then there's a scary thought for leaders. If they tick all the boxes, you better give it to them. Otherwise, you're gone. And if someone says they want to open a show one day, you better show them a plan on how they want to do it. People want to know that there's a plan for them, not just the yacht that you're sailing off onto. That's awesome. Great point. Absolutely. People are now going to, to look for something for themselves. Mm, mm. I, 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 I had a couple of conversations during the week where people openly said, oh, this guy should probably be in sales now, but he works better for me as an assistant. If he's not my assistant, then... I've probably got to do more work. Openly said it, yeah. and uh, uh, I just know that that event that very soon is, if it hasn't already, is going to come back and bite people. We yeah. are not. Uh, again, we need to people meet people where they're at, and that force them to meeting us where we're at, and that yeah. people just want to plan, man. People want to plan. That's like right. That. I had a discussion with a staff member, and he he made me more aware of it. I thought I was pretty good at showing people progression, but he said, "You keep saying I'm close, but." It never eventuates, so I think you're full of it. He said, and I applaud him for saying it to me. I've got no issues with him saying it to me, and it was a great conversation. He, he was right. I've said, mate, you're going to get there soon. You're going to get there soon, but soon isn't a plan. No, exactly. And, and soon doesn't give them any security on where their future's heading, and, and soon doesn't let them go home to their wife and say, babe, all I've got to do is this, this, and this, and we're going to be here. Yeah. Or husband, sorry, husband or wife. So... Regression. A bit of EQ there coming, husband. Or oh, Jesus, how dare I? How dare I care about somebody and want them to make money at the same time? It can't be possible, can it? It can't be possible. I think it's one of I think it's one of the best ways to show care is and, and be a good leader is exactly what you did is ask for feedback. Accept that feedback and then adjust your plan according to that feedback. I didn't ask this guy for feedback at the time. He just gave it to me. This is a different conversation. Okay, but you accepted it. You didn't say, you know, shut up, who the hell are you? But you accepted Uh, it. And you you took that on board. And I think that's that's a sign of a great leader is if someone who can listen to that feedback and then adjust the plan and go, hang on, maybe that is a shortcoming of mine. And that's one of the greatest ways to show care. Because we're going... We're not going back to care, but have a plan for your people. That's but going in, going back, right, shooting for their, their plan for themselves within the next 12 months and, and showing them a, a path to that, you know, to that success is, is the ultimate form of care, I believe. Because for them, that's their life, their family, their travel, their goals, whatever it may be.
Yeah. If we're going to put it under, if we're going to put it, if we're going to put it under care, which I was hoping it'd be separate, but care would be when they get there, follow yeah. through on what you said, because yeah. oh, absolutely too many. We're going to hunt. We've got so many people in our network that should be in sales, I reckon that aren't. Yeah. And then the counter argument could be said: there's some people in sales who maybe shouldn't be there yet. But what we all forget, and I'll say we again as leaders and owners, we want people out there doing what we can do. It's much. That's how we. Get our yachts, right? But to hear people say, oh, mate, I'll, I'll just hold him back, keep him as an assistant so um, my life's better. I, I, mm, mate. No, that's very, very... And, uh, one of the... And care doesn't have to cost. For example, uh, Alistair from um, Tari, he actually called every finalist. He's rang me for all 17 of my nominations. I'm sick of talking to the bloke. Yeah, but I have to say that with your finalists, uh, there was a glitch in the system because number six, <laughs> number six was not number meant to be finalists. Number six is coming <laughs> out of this year, baby. Yeah. No, so, but- that's not that. I also noticed that uh, I think uh, Stephen Thompson uh, g- gives a, uh, was it a bunch of flowers to to everyone? Yeah, we... we, I mean, we- it's just amazing. I mean, little things like this. I mean, that's a little... I'm you know, still waiting for my flowers, Stephen. No, not to everybody, but I think oh, everybody within everybody. our team, we give a bunch That's of flowers. within the team, yeah. Give them a week off <laughs> as well. Pardon? You give them a week off as well? Every quarter, everyone. Give them off a week, add a bunch of flowers? Mm. So, so I think that we spoke a lot so about care. We spoke a lot about uh, trust. We spoke a lot about putting people first. We mm. spoke a lot about empowering people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and um, I think that we also recognize that some people just want a job. If they want a job, it means that they will just want maybe uh, to make commission, help them make the commission. Mm. I think that some people are here for quality of life. We also have to help them get quality of life. I think that in 2023, you will see manpower moving towards quality of life. And if you can't have a system that is actually providing for them in that respect, you're not going to hold on to them. Mm. Because in a small business, Manpower is the most valuable asset. Mm. Mm. Unfortunately, the message is beautiful, but the message keeps getting misunderstood, TL, because we, you you and I, we can try and run a business that will give people quality of life. But unfortunately, when they hear that, it's it's misinterpreted for well, it comes for free. No, it no, 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 no. It doesn't come for free. And the one it doesn't. But that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm because they. No, if they at the one-on-one, the figures are not there, I have to let them go because they're now insulting me by not showing me care. Mm. Yeah, no, I'm just saying the message. It's a two-way street. Care has to be a two-way street. You, yeah. If you want me to care for you, you have to care for yourself. That's mm. the point I was trying to get at. I've had too many conversations recently where it's like, well, you say one thing and they, they question your, your message. Oh, well, that's not the message you're sending out. It's yeah. exactly the message I'm sending out. You can do whatever you want as long as you've done what you said you're going to do. And yeah. oh no, well that's being transactional. You said you wouldn't be in transactional. No, <laughs> that's so. It's people do want quality of life, but people also need to understand that it comes and the cost is the wrong word, and the price is the wrong word, and sacrifice is the wrong word. But unfortunately, accountability yeah, is the word you used. It doesn't come for free. Maybe we say you that. Don't, you don't have to say that. It's it's about self-accountability. It's about personal responsibility. I and think, if they don't show that, they must go. And I think I think it also comes 
back Hugs to and kisses. I think it comes back to a trust thing as well. You trust them as much as they trust you because I know there's women that work four days a week and get just as much done in four days as they do five or six days that they would have worked prior to COVID. And so I think you've got to trust people. And I think a big thing is some leaders need to let go of the mindset that I'm paying you so you will do what I say in the hours that I want you to be here. Well, if they actually entertain the thought of maybe if that person is allowed to or can feel as though they've got the opportunity to do what they think they can do in four days instead of five and probably do better than what they could do in five because they're allowing that person to then pick up the slack in that other area of their life that is extremely important, i.e. mum, then it's a win-win. But you've got to have that trust in your people and they've got to have that trust in you. But that's all well and good, Lou, as long as they're performing. Exactly, but if they're not performing, Chris, you're not going to let it happen and, and continue, are you? So and but if the, you don't give that opportunity to begin with because you're too scared that they're not going to perform, you're going to lose them anyway, I can tell you right now. Hang on, so do we, do we give that opportunity before they perform or after they perform? You don't obviously give it to somebody who's just joined you, but if somebody's paid their dues and they've been with you and they've been loyal and they've performed in the past and they say to you, listen, it would be really beneficial to me in my life right now, given the circumstances that if I could work four days and I'm happy to work 13 hours in those four days, but if that having that extra day for me would allow me to spend more time with my kids or do this or do that, you know what? You're going to get a better performing person in that role. And well, what happens if they don't? More. I disagree. No, but I'd, hang if, on, if, one if point. You... One point. The person who's just started, if they hit all their targets and they come to the one-on-one -on -one and they've got everything, why shouldn't they get the same? Well, that's up to you, Cam. They don't, as don't have to pay, they don't have to pay their dues. they got to do what they said they were going to do. When I say they pay their dues, what I mean is the person that starts today, you don't offer them that tomorrow. The person needs to be a few quarters to say, oh, you know what, that person's actually capable. You've got to know in yourself that that person's capable. You don't offer that to anybody because that's ridiculous. That's idiotic. You no, let that person show. You hit your results. Trust. You hit your results, but you don't get the same as someone else who hits their results. How does somebody who only joined you last week hit their results? You can't ascertain that by someone who started last week. You can't offer somebody because you think results you know, results. have been with you for 10 years. Yeah. People that have been with you for 10 years and you're offering this to somebody who's just started and somebody who's been there for 10 years. You don't do that. You've got to be realistic. Well, my question is, no, what, what, my question is Lou, let's say they've been with you for 10 years and you give them that. Are you showing care if in three months they're Results have dropped dramatically. Are you showing care by allowing that to continue? I can tell you from my own experience as somebody that's been with me or in my office for 20 years, all right, I've been working alongside them for the last 10. Bruce, and I'm talking about Bruce, he works four days a week. And that guy's performing better now than he ever has in 20 years. So I don't know if it's a coincidence, but at the end of the day, we gave him the option at his age, knowing that, you know what? Life's short. You don't want to be sitting in this freaking desk for the next 10 years and, and, and just feel like because you have to work five days a week because that's what society says. No, the guy's got a family in Queensland. The guy's got things he wants to do. He wants to lay back and read and go surf, whatever. I, I understand that, Luke. That. He's, he's performing. But I'm putting the scenario out there that what if, and what if the person, and it's great that he's performing, what if the person wasn't performing? They wouldn't uh, be then, there in the first place. No, no, no. If in the 10 years, 
Then you give them that freedom. And but the new person who's performing, Chris, doesn't get anything, mate. They've got to be that freedom. They've been there. They've paid their dues. You give them that freedom to work four days and they don't perform. They okay, okay. So I'll tell you what you do. You pull them in and you say, hey, listen, this is not working. You wanted this and we were prepared to give it, but it's not working and I'm sure you can see that. So what we need to do is either go back to what we were doing, but Chris, seriously, if people aren't performing, if, they, if they've been there 10 years and not performing at five days a week, they're not gonna perform at four days a week. You know what I mean? So That's not what I said, Lou. I said, if someone was performing and you gave them the time and they then stopped performing, yep. it's not showing care, allowing them to continue those four days a week, right? as leaders we have to adjust that's, the plan that's and, right so we right. would have that conversation and say look this isn't working it's not working for us and it's probably not working for you because your results have dropped so we need to go back to what we were doing prior and we gave it an opportunity and we gave it a try and that's what that's what diversity and going forward is about we can't be stuck in the 1950s mindset of what leadership is where you know you turn up and it's this hour to that hour and you wear this and you do that. Unfortunately, young, but the young person's still got to pay their dues, like in the absolutely, house. absolutely, Kev. I absolutely agree with Lou. If you first join and Anybody I give you the same benefit as a guy who's been around me ten years, I'm insulting the guy who's been around me ten years. That's the point I was trying to make. So that's number one, and that's why we say in the system we have four different rankings, even of pay and they have to have two consecutive quarters before they move up and before they move up to gold it takes them at least a year and a half but mate we, so, we, we so, run a business together and as long as they're getting their results we don't care what they do and that's not age governed or experience governed. No, no. So, but we didn't do it no 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 no. it's not the same thing man you're, you're you're talking about different things. if someone's got three results and they go home it's a very different thing to making a decision to give them a day off out of the five it's a very different level so you when you do that first week so the first week they got it so that you go okay now you can do this suddenly the second week they don't have it what do you do one week or one month or even one quarter does not show enough consistency for you to be able to apply that rule that is just crazy stuff what yeah. people have to be I, I think that lou i couldn't have said it better uh I think that uh, what you've done with Bruce is fantastic. One of my favorite salespeople. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that if, if Bruce, let's say, was to have a bad quarter than Chris now, I, I wouldn't chop him and get onto him because now I become transactional. Mm. I have to sit down and analyze a bit more. I have to use my EQ and find out oh, what's going on because everyone's got up and down. I see leaders who've got up and down, right? And, and, and so everyone has got the right to lose a race every now and then as long as, but, but we need but that's when we need to trust them that's when true leadership true caring leadership sits down and go all right is there anything i can do to help now get him back there you can't become transactional because that first quarter he's gone down there whoa, 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 whoa. that's if you want to treat people transactional they're going to treat you transactional because when they're going to do well they're going to say mate you know what remember now i want more mm. And, and I think we have to be careful. Otherwise, beautiful answer. All right, guys, it, we, we've got a few minutes left. The um, nomination starting to come out. The finalists, I'm sorry, nomination has stopped. The finalists have, have gone out. Uh, Cam, congratulations on uh, a lot of your, uh, what is it, finalists now? Lou, yeah, congratulations. I think... Thank you. Uh, we need to celebrate it. We need to to want it. Uh, I know that Cam, you said earlier, uh, if if I do win, I like the whole team to go up. Uh, I disagree. I think that 
if it's a team award, it's a team award, but it, it's one thing to want to work hard, but it's also one thing to let your brain know I've done it. And, mm. and no one should, no one should share that. No one should take that away from you. That is your, your nomination. I honestly don't, it's, it's not false humility. I honestly don't like the, the nomination for that one was salesperson of the year. And my figures aren't possible if the, my benchies aren't doing what they're doing and all that sort of stuff. No, but your benchies hundred percent not possible. So, but your figures are not taking into account the figures of the benchies. No, they're not. But okay. so, so oh, everything yeah. has got a split that you've ever organized, and then you had to go and and do some work. You had to sit in those listings. You had yeah, to. Yeah, I, I, I get it. I'm not saying I don't. I, that's what I said. It's not false humility. I work bloody hard, and everyone knows it. But I also. It, many a salesperson would stand there and go, yes, I'm king of the world. But if certain people don't get me into doors, I'm not king of the world. And if certain people don't help yeah, me sell houses, right. I'm not king of the world and all that sort of stuff. So well, it's okay to thank them. It's okay to thank them. But right now, the the uh, finalist of the award was going to you. And, and, <laughs> and it's the same. No, I say this the same thing. If, if, if it goes to you and you were to get somebody else because you want to be politically correct, then you're doing the wrong thing. If you're the one who spoke about accountability before, yeah. and you're the one who, in many podcasts, are against participation medal, yeah. you're talking participation. No, I don't think I am. But that's all right. I, I appreciate it. And I'm not, listen, but we're in it. My role specific, there's, there's other people nominated who don't have the people behind the scenes that I've got, right? And and I am, but I'm also one of the rare ones that doesn't put everyone else's numbers under my own, okay? I, I give them, they're all their dues. If they're on the leaderboard, that's their numbers, not mine, okay? The money is that I am credited to is mine, not anybody else's, and they get credited with their own. So in that aspect, I 100% agree. And I'm not... I'm not one of those who's going to stand up and if if I was lucky enough and, and I've been nominated as a finalist, so that's, not, that, that's brilliant anyway. I'm not sitting here saying, oh, I don't deserve it. It's really other people. But, mate, every time a Formula One driver wins a race, they talk we, not me. They talk no. we, not me. They, they, they talk we, but I can tell you now, when they go, on the, podium, when, when they go on the podium, I've never seen we. You know, it, it's that one guy on the podium. So stop it. Yeah. No, no, it's not I, think, I think that it's been fantastic to see some great finalists. Uh, mm. I think the, um, there's going to be a lot, a lot of competition up there. Some, some of the uh, lists <coughs> that, that's been given out to even judges have been just tremendous to even look at. So it's fantastic to be up there. And, and like the Melbourne Cup that happened last week, the winner might just win by a nose and you never know. Yeah. And, and, and I've done this now for over 16, 17 years. And some of the people sometimes that I think should win, didn't win, but that's mainly because one guy, one vote. And, and, and all the other judges have got their own say too. Yeah? We, say, we say the same thing every year, you know, just getting nominated is a win and just making finalists a win and obviously winning is a win. But when you look at the categories and the people in them, I just go, Jesus Christ, how do you pick a winner? Yeah. And that, so, so myself included, and uh, we've been, we've been good enough to, I've, I've had many a team member make finalists, which is, it's going to be a great night regardless. And they probably think it's a participation award by saying, oh, congratulations on making finals. If they don't win the trophy, they might be disappointed. Being disappointed is okay, yeah, because 
if, if you're not disappointed for not winning first place, then, you know, that I think that's okay. But um, I, I, I probably would disagree. Being disappointed is, yeah, it's part of everyone life. Everyone would like to win, it's, right? It's part of life. But it's what you do after you're disappointed. Yeah. Yeah. Yes? Yeah. So well, Looking at the categories, I just go, shit, to even make top five is is ridiculous. In, in in all of them, but it really is. You just go ah, and that comes with. I didn't. I didn't uh, necessarily. But when I started, I didn't feel that way. I didn't because you don't know. I'm lucky enough at the moment to have uh, know more about officers and know more people in the network. So when you see all five people that you rate very highly land in the same column, you go holy shit. To the person who only knows the people in their office, they won't realise it. That's what that's what I'm saying. Like in the early days when I got nominated for rookie or whatever, I didn't know anybody else, so I didn't I didn't care. I thought, oh well, I've got to win or it's nothing. And there's probably people feeling it, but just to make the top five and what we got going on at the moment is is crazy. So well done to everybody. All right, great topic, guys. Thank you very very much. I'm sorry I didn't hear you, Louise. I just said very good, very good. Like nicely said, Cam. Nice. All right, uh, Lou, as a, our lady, would you like to close this session on this topic? Four words. Four words. Stop it. I think. I think the two, thing that three. we need. To, I think that we need. Stop it is two, Chris. Stop it is two. You just said that three. No, no, guys. On a serious note, though, I think. I think what people want from their leaders is yeah. for their leaders to understand that in order to lead anybody else they first must lead themselves and that at the end of the day we need transformational leaders going forward um if you can't be a transformational leader though if you can't work on yourself and the shame that i see and and the thing that i i find difficult um there's a lot of people in good positions but they just don't or can't do the work on themselves and i and i if and i don't want to sound like a brown nose because i know that's probably what some people think but seriously get into, brown nose no 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 get into get into thomas's book because that thing has changed my life and i've and i've really dedicated the last year of trying to transform myself so I can transform my people. And it's not easy. It's hard, gritty, hot mess of a stuff. But until you can push through that, you can't lead people to the best of your ability. Because if you can't lead yourself, you can't lead anyone underneath you. You can to some extent, but not to your full potential and get them to their full potential. And I think that's what we need to do. That's what people want from us in 2023. They want real, genuine, authentic leaders who have done the hard work and that can take them where they want to go. And that's all I'm going to say. Renee Brown. <laughs> Thank you very much. Talk See to you guys soon. Later. See you. Bye. Bye. Bye.